Vanessa Lee is the founder of The Things We Do, a top injector and a trusted authority in the world of beauty and skincare. Now she's hosting a podcast. Join her as she covers all the things we do for beauty, best kept secrets and weird shit included. Hi guys, welcome back to The Things We Do. I have an amazing guest today. They're all amazing, but this girl is near and dear to my heart. Miss Asia Jackson, if you're nasty. Just kidding. That's a Janet Jackson. She's not nasty. She's amazing. Asia, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm of really course. excited. Yes. So Asia is an actress. She's an activist. She founded in 2016 mm -hmm. the Maganda Morenex movement, correct? Yes. I know that you've talked about it so many times, but I just want to make sure the entire world hears <laughs> us yelling from the rooftops what this movement is about. So please tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so hashtag Magandang Morenex literally translates to beautiful brown skin in uh, Filipino or Tagalog. And um, I created it because while I was living there and going to school in the Philippines, um, I was bullied for having darker skin. So, you know, colorism is a really huge issue in, in the Philippines and in Filipino cultures, you know, even abroad, like here in the U.S. So mm -hmm. I wanted to create a hashtag to kind of like empower people and like, you know, give them the confidence to be empowered by their skin color instead of like in spite of it you know tell me about this is near and dear to my heart this entire subject because i'm a darker filipina also and i went through some really weird and strange in instances that i'll tell you about in a little bit but tell me about your bullying what was that experience like for you oh my god if, it was, if that's okay if you tap yeah, into that it was okay. it was terrible because <laughs> um you know, being a mixed person in general is just like its whole thing on its own. Um, but then moving to the Philippines and, you know, not being accepted by the community there, by your own culture, it was really tough. And how old were you at the time? I was like 10, 11. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, so I was like really young. And it's a pivotal age. Yeah. And mm -hmm. you're like very impressionable. So you like really internalize everything that people say to you. And so, you know, I would try not to go outside all the time, which is impossible in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're your child, like you want to be outside. Um, but yeah, I just internalized that, like all the things that people said. And what would they say? They would call me negra. They called me like literally the N word, which I thought was really weird because wow, that was like that's an American thing, you know? Like how did, who told you that? Like mm -hmm. who taught you that word? Um, they would call me bruja because of my hair. Like it was just it was terrible. Yeah, it was not a great experience. My mother would call me bruja. Oh my god! So tell me about when you were going through this. You are very close with your mom. She's actually here today. Hi, yeah. Tita. I love mom so much. You don't understand. So when her mom walked in today, I was like, do you need water? Do you need snacks? Like, I love you. Please sit down, get comfortable. So tell me how navigating through all of that as a 10, 11 year old, what was your experience? I mean, did you open up to your mom about it? And what did she tell you? No. In no. fact, like I was talking to my mom about this like last week and she was like, I had no, you know, I had no idea that you were going through this because I didn't want I guess I was like ashamed of it. Like I didn't want anyone to know that other people made me feel bad. Mm. I guess it was like a pride thing almost. Um, but yeah, I never told anyone, not my dad, not my mom. And they didn't find out until I created the hashtag. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What did your mom tell you um, after she learned about you creating this movement and it really gaining speed? What did she tell you about you know her I guess what was her reaction after she found out about everything well she was shocked 
but then she was like i also experienced this when i was younger wow yeah because she was like you know i was the darkest of all of my siblings really yeah and she she also was i don't know you look light to me <laughs> yeah so you're the middle child also. Can we have you come into the... Can you just pop in? She's like, no, I just want them to see you. I'm so proud that you're here. Just come in right here. I want them to see you, and we just want to introduce you. She's like, how dare you put me on the spot? How dare you not put me on the spot? They do this to me all the time. Oh, come on. You love it. <laughs> look, look how gorgeous look she her. is. Thank you so much for yes. being here. Oh, can, you, can you come right oh, next to me right here, and yes. I want you to introduce yourself. Just say your name. My name is Melinda Cirillo Jackson, and uh, I'm from Baguio City in the Philippines. Amazing! Baguio, <laughs> shout out! Hey. It's nice. I hear it's so nice there because it's it's a little bit cooler, right? Yes, it's, yes. And people go to like honeymoons over there, yes, right? Yes, it's called the summer capital of the Philippines. Summer capital and of the 5, Philippines. 5,000 feet above sea level. Thank so you for that. Right. Thank you for joining us. I'm going to reference you a couple of times. Okay, make yourself comfortable. I'm sorry I pulled you in. That's I'm just okay. so happy that you're here. My experience when I was younger was um, from my own family, um, not my mom by any means. In fact, I always tell people I'm fearless. I'm not afraid of anything except for my mother. She's like <laughs> the only person in the entire world that scares me. She's so intimidating <laughs> in a very loving way. But I, she's always grown up with being the acting eldest in her family of seven, in her siblings of seven, and um, she's always taking care of her other siblings. She takes care of everyone else. She's very strong in her stance, which is, I feel like I don't always see that a lot in my um, Filipino friends' moms, in the sense that they're all strong and hardworking, but my mom is outspoken like a woman I've never mm -hmm. seen before. Um, and growing up, I remember my aunt referencing me. I think I was like five or six years old and I didn't even understand anything beyond popples at the time or like, you know, my little pony or anything other. So I was, I have this vivid memory where I was playing at a playground and my aunt was taking care of me and her and her husband at the time were watching me play the other kids with the other kids. No, I was playing tricks on them. <laughs> and um, she, she goes on to say, you know, uh, you're so dark. I thought that you were a little black girl out there. And she said it in a way that it wasn't nice, you yeah. know? And I was like, okay. And I remember thinking that made me feel weird. And she goes, you're so dark and your hair is so curly. You look like a bruja. And I was like, all right, lady, what, what are you trying to uh, do here? You know, I was like, I don't understand any of this. And I just knew that when she said that stuff to me, it had negative connotation. Right, yeah. um, I knew that Bruja meant witch, and I thought witches were cool when I was younger, so I was like, it's weird because I know she's saying these things, but she's making, she's trying to make me feel bad, mm -hmm. and her and her husband would make comments like this kind of all the time at, like, family parties, and when we were around maybe, like, family friends, everyone would say, get out of the sun, you know, you're going to get darker, and I would always be like, what is wrong with getting darker? I don't understand, and I remember not feeling... I remember not feeling um, sad about it in the sense that it affected me. And I think I got that from my mom, who always told me from a very young age also, listen, 
Um, Filipino people are light and are dark and are medium tone. And she's, I'm darker than her, but she has like a deep brown hue to her skin. And she was like, people have always been jealous of me because my skin is so nice and they may be jealous of you too. Mm -hmm. And really, I I don't think it was true jealousy, but she was trying to come from a point of strength. And she would say, listen, you're so beautiful. No matter what anybody says about your skin or your hair or whatever, you are perfect. And she would say things to me that was really interesting. Like we would watch a movie and the lead lady would be on and it would be someone who did not look like me at all. But because she was a strong character and because she was beautiful in her own right, my mom would say, you look like her. And I would say, no, I don't. And I would think like, do I love it? (laughs) But what she would do that all throughout my childhood. And I understood when I got older was I didn't physically look like that woman, but I inhabited the same type of like strength and beauty as what she was trying to instill in me. Mm -hmm. But every now and then she would be brushing my hair and she would be like, "Ah, you know, she would, she would say like, she would always almost try to take um, ownership of it and just like say it in a way where, listen, even we can make fun of ourselves, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, you know that you're beautiful and you know that we're okay in how we stand and how we look. And it's more than okay. It's like to be celebrated. And so now I feel like I have almost like reverse body dysmorphic disorder where like even when I get like like super thick and maybe like you know a little bit fluffier than I usually am I'm like no I'm good I'm like and really it's like no you should lose a little bit of weight like just to like stay on the health side and it's like no I'm good I'm powerful I'm good you know like she's instilled so much in me that it's been a completely different experience I feel like so for me I always talk to my mom about it and my cousins about what was going on in my experience and you just expressed that you didn't really want to share it with anyone and um can you tell us a little bit more about like why you felt like you didn't want to share it until a certain point what was the breaking point for you well first of all i want to say you're what a powerful woman betty brown (laughs) shout out betty brown okay girl um but yeah i don't think there was really like a breaking point that I realized it, it's just like, so I'm black and Filipino, and in Filipino communities, I'm considered dark skin, but in black communities, I'm considered light skin. So mm. after I moved from the Philippines to Houston, Texas, my neighborhood was very predominantly, you know, black Latino. Mm-hmm. And when I was living there, like, people treated me better because of my skin tone. Wow. So I was like really confused. I was like, I just came from a place where people made fun of me for this. And now I'm in a, in a community where, like, I, I don't know. It was, like, a really weird contrast. I didn't realize until I got older that the, the context, like, I didn't understand the context of colorism in different communities mm-hmm. when I was younger. And it wasn't until I got older that I realized that. But when I created the hashtag... It was it like there was no real breaking point. It was literally just like, how am I going to celebrate Filipino American History Month this year? Mm. And my mind just kept going back to being bullied for ha- for having darker skin. And so you know, when, when something like affects you like that and you keep thinking about it, I feel like you have to do something about it. And so that's why it became like one of my biggest passions to talk about this because it was, I was so affected by it and I didn't want anyone else to feel the same way solely for the color of their skin. 
So now I feel like you celebrate being part Filipino so much in such a larger scale. Was there ever a point where you were growing up because of your previous experiences where you were kind of self-loathing of your Filipino side or you were like, I'm, I would never date a Filipino guy or like any of that? Yeah, I mean, there were there was a phase in my life where I didn't want to be black, and there was a phase in my life where I didn't want to be Filipino. Wow. So I would like, you know, <laughs> during the phase where I didn't want to be Filipino, mm-hmm. I just told everyone that I was black. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were like, okay, but you're not full black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when I would, when there was a phase where I didn't want to be black, I was like, I'm Filipino. And they're like, okay, but you're not full Filipino. Mm. Yeah, it was really, I don't know. It's it was, so complex. It is, yeah. And to this day, you know, I still have, issues with my identity but I feel like I'm way more confident in who I am now Mm -hmm. compared to you know when I was younger and I think that comes a lot from stepping back and being able to look at your own story and realize okay these are the experiences that I had so I looked at the world this way and Mm -hmm. reacted in this way and I think that's just something that comes with age and your experience right over time absolutely Okay, so tell me, over the span of you going through this movement, what are some of the stories that you've heard from people um, who it's just affected them in the most positive way or any moments that you've had with people who have like gone over the hashtag where it's been like like a whoa or like aha Oprah moment (laughs) where you've thought, wow, this is really something amazing. Yeah, so there's one story in particular I wish I still had the email. I don't know where it is. I can't find it. But it was the second time that we did hashtag Magandang Morenex. And someone emailed me, like not even a DM or like not even a tweet reply or anything. Like they literally emailed me and they're like, thank you so much for creating this hashtag because when I was going through it and, you know, seeing all of the stories of other people and, you know, seeing people being empowered by their skin color it made me change my mind about getting glutathione injections. Mm. And I was like, whoa, this hashtag Were they in the Philippines? Yeah. Mm. I was like, whoa, this literally changed someone's life. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started taking it more seriously because at the time I just created yeah. it because I was just speaking about my own experience. Right. And then when I got that email, I was like, whoa, if this one hashtag can change one person's life, we need to continue doing it yeah, and do more. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Glutathione, if you guys don't know, you might have heard of it because we offer a glutathione topical treatment. Um, It's a super antioxidant that we have in our bodies naturally. Um, It's also found in kale and in broccoli. It can be used to brighten the skin, but in some countries, and this is really popular in Asia, it's used to be injected intravenously. Um, And that's where it gets really controversial because I know cases where people inject it every week or have an IV connected to them every week and it literally changes your skin color. You can go from our skin type, um, which is a deeper brown, and you can have light skin and be considered a skin type three or four, um, which... You know, it hasn't really been studied. It's not, you know, it's something that the clinical use has been moved. I mean, the use has been moved in the aesthetic field more so in Asia, and it completely changes the entire canvas of the skin. So people who have been possibly bullied when they were younger, Mm -hmm. 
or in Asia um, and people who have been who have gone through their own experiences of colorism I can see how they would be pushed to do something like this and in the Philippines I believe they are the largest consumers of skin whitening products worldwide mm -hmm. it's insane and I've read an article that you were interviewed in where you know, you really brought light to all of the people in social media, or at least most of them in media in the Philippines, or our biggest stars are always mixed Filipino people mm -hmm. um, and have lighter skin. And I think that your movement brings so much attention to that and how, you know, naturally in the Philippines, it's a tropical country mm -hmm. and we naturally have darker skin types out there. And why is that not celebrated? Exactly. So when you're asking these questions, what are the answers that Filipino media is giving back to you? Are they being part of the solution now? Um, usually when I talk to, usually when I give interviews, it's not with Filipino media from the Philippines. It's usually with Filipino American publications. Mm. Um, I think that's an important distinction yeah. to make. <laughs> um, but I did go to the Philippines one time um, to speak at a girls' empowerment festival called It's a Girl Thing Manila. Hmm. And there, uh, I was speaking about colorism to like 3,000 teen girls, which I think is amazing because teen girls are probably the demographic that needs this Absolutely. talk the most. Mm -hmm. So I loved being there. But there was a skincare brand that was sponsoring the event I won't call them out by name, but there was a skincare brand that was sponsoring the event that makes skin whitening products. Mm. And so, I don't know, I just thought that was interesting. Like, whenever I talk to Filipino media about this type of stuff, it's always very generalized. Yeah. Um, there was one publication that I talked to, it's called Wonder Mag Philippines. Mm -hmm. They're um, like a millennial Gen Z type of um, publication. Mm -hmm. That was my favorite interview I ever had because they talked about it in depth with me. Wow. You know, from colonization to, you know, how it affects young people. That was one of my favorite interviews, but mm -hmm. it was a very small, like, indie publication mm -hmm. geared towards, you know, like the younger people. So, like, on a mainstream level, I feel like, you know, we're we're still trying to navigate how we talk about colorism with those larger like mainstream platforms mm -hmm. but i'm definitely seeing colorism being talked more than like five years ago you know what i'm saying yes, absolutely. I, I feel like people are definitely talking about it more in the philippines but you know those mainstream it's always difficult to change like mainstream media and the way that they cover things but, right yeah so recently you did a collaboration with uprisers mm -hmm. And I am so proud of this collaboration. Can you tell us a little bit about it and how you were bringing more light to the movement and the entire conversation of colorism? Yeah, so I, cre um, I created a capsule collection in collaboration with Uprisers, which is an Asian American woman owned streetwear brand. And I was like, you know, I love streetwear and I love Same. hashtag Magandang Morenex. Yes. So I was like, we need to fuse these two together because I want, I really wanted to create something. Well, first of all, people have been asking for merch for a really long time yeah, about this. I bet. And I was like, you know, it just doesn't feel right. Like I want to, I want to do it correctly. I want to mm -hmm. do it right. And so, um, when I was introduced to Michelle Hanabusa, who is Japanese American, she was she's so wonderful. She's such a wonderful woman. She's the founder of Uprisers and you know, she's not even Filipino, but she was as passionate about this movement as I was. And I was like, okay, well, this is awesome. Mm -hmm. I love working with people who are passionate about this. And so 
um, we came together and we came up with some designs and um, I really told her that I wanted the you know the messaging of like Morenex like being brown skinned being yes. dark skinned and um, also the the other part of my collaboration is like you don't you can't tell me who I am yes and that was really important messaging for me as well because you know I feel like whether you're mixed race or whether you're no you know LGBT um, mm-hmm. whether you are just facing someone telling you you can't be something because you're dark skin mm-hmm. I really wanted that messaging in there because I wanted people to be able to wear something that empowers them and mm-hmm. tells them like you know, you can't let anyone tell you who who you are because only you know that. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was entering adulthood, um, you know, I had a lot of people telling me who, growing up, I had a lot of people telling me who I couldn't be and who I could be, how I could and couldn't identify. And I'll, there was a point in my life where I was like, I'm tired of this. Mm-hmm. You know, like, no one can tell me who I am. Mm-hmm. And when I, like, reached adulthood, I was like, how are these people telling me who I am when I don't even know who I am yet? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I felt like that was really important messaging for young people. And, you know, I'm always a champion for, for young people because we're still trying to figure out who we are. Absolutely. And when we have all these people trying to tell us who that is, it just, it, it never aligns. Mm-hmm. And so it was really important for me to include those two types of messaging in there. How old are you? Guess. I think, I mean, you look like a little sexy baby. I mean, you look <laughs> like you're 18. But you have, I feel like, the wisdom and experience of someone. Like, when you speak, I feel like you're my age. I feel like you're in your mid-30s. Oh, that's nice. So she's an 18-year-old with the spirit of a 35-year-old woman who's had two kids. I'm 25. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, okay, so when you said when you were coming into adulthood, what age were you when you realized, nobody can tell me who I am? It was when I was, like... When I just graduated high school, so I was like 18 or 19. Wow. I was so, I was a little thought at that time. I was a little busy. I can't believe at that time. I really, so in Filipino culture, I don't know if you've heard about this, but I just learned this a few years ago when a girlfriend told me. Um, I, don't, I don't know if it's like what part of the Philippines you're from, but she told me when I was turning 28, she was like, ah, you're going to bloom. And I was like, excuse me? And she was, I was like, no, I got my period a long time ago. <laughs> and she was like, you are in Filipino culture, 28 is when a woman blooms. Like, you know, you know your purpose. You like the everything in your life story before has now come to the point where you come to understanding and you can fully live out who you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And what's so funny was when I turned 28, I knew I, there were things that were not clear to me before in my life that finally became clear to me. There were issues that I was struggling with for 20 years in my life that when I became 28, I was like, I'm letting that go. And this was like before she told me about it. But when she said it, I was like, oh my God, this makes so much sense. So I can't imagine who you're going to be at 28 because at 25, you are fucking killing it. Oh, sorry, Tita, that I used that bad word. (laughs) So cute. I'm like, oh my God, my mom would hit me, hit me. Okay, so I want to ask you, you've been working on some projects lately, right? Mm -hmm. And you are an actress, and I've been seeing you kind of everywhere and popping up on everything. Tell me what's next in the future for Asia Jackson. What can we expect from you? Well, I just filmed an Amazon film. Yes. Which was very exciting. Um, that I can't really talk about it because I don't even think a press release is out Ooh, yet. Ooh, top secret. <laughs> but it should be coming out like sometime next year. How that was, was that? Really, oh my god, it was so much fun. What did you love about working on it? 
Um, well, first of all, I love that I was just working. Mm-hmm. Hey. <laughs> like as an actor, like it, nothing is guaranteed. Yes. And that was the first time I worked in like two years. So I was like mm-hmm. really stoked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also it was just like a really, it was, um, woman directed. Lovely. The leads are women. Wonderful. And it was just, it was just awesome to work on. Did you know that you wanted to be an actress from a younger age or did this kind of fall in your lap? It fell in my lap. I was literally going to school, um, to major in computer information systems because I taught myself to code when I was 11. So when I I graduated high school, I was (laughs) when I graduated high school, I was like, well, I already know how to do this. So let me just do this for a living. Wow. Um, And then when I was in college, I took a film production class Mm -hmm. and I was like, this is nice. I I like making stuff. Mm -hmm. And then um, for one of the final projects, one of my classmates asked me to be the the lead actress in his project. And I was like, well, I like being in front of the camera too. So (laughs) it's great that someone with your experience can be in front of the camera and part of the project and also making these projects in the future. Um, Okay. So at the things we do, we are in East meets West bar because that's what I know. I mean, I'm Filipino American and I, grew up with a lot of you know knowing filipino traditions when it comes to beauty and then also of course like westernized rituals and traditions when it comes to beauty and we really focus on making sure that all of our treatments are completely inclusive so we don't have lasers that can burn darker Mm. skin we don't carry chemical peels that will burn darker skin i'm peeling right now you guys like my entire that's why i'm like hiding behind this because (laughs) literally at some point when i talk a skin particle will fall off. And so (laughs) my show producer is like, ew, don't talk (laughs) about this. But I'm doing a chemical peel right now. The chemical peels that we have are fully inclusive. Our entire staff is pretty much women of color. And we really try to focus on treatments that don't take away from your natural beauty, but but just enrich what you naturally have going on. And we celebrate conventional and unconventional beauty. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me, because you're on screen, you do speaking engagements nonstop, you're on editorials. What is your, what is the strangest beauty tip someone has given you? Ooh, the strangest beauty tip that someone has given me? Anything from mom, friends? Hmm. Are you familiar with, um, in the Philippines, how a lot of times when a woman gets her first period or when a girl gets her first menstrual period, they take the underwear? And so are you familiar with this? I feel like I know of this. I'm going to rock your socks, you guys. So it depends on where you're from in the Philippines, but this is a known ritual where when a woman gets her period for the first time, you take the underwear and you soak it in like a bucket and with some water. And with that water, you're supposed to cleanse your face with it. Have you ever heard this? No. Tita, do you know about this? No. It must be from up north where my family is from. <laughs> I've talked to, she's like, no, we don't do that in Bagyao. We're the honeymoon. So we, um, my mom didn't tell me about this, but my cousins did. And then I asked my mom about it and she was like, oh yeah, we're, we didn't do that for you. And I was like, well, clearly. But the whole point is there's actually so many stem cells in period blood and it's supposed to be a huge factor in helping kind of transition into like this new hormonal shift and what happens with the hormonal shift is you end up breaking out quite a bit right and your skin changes so it's supposed to it's supposed to help fight against acne but it's a one-time thing it's not like required for the rest of your life i think it's really mainly for like uh you know rites of passage type of thing um but it's interesting you've never heard about that sometimes i talk to other filipinos and they know about it and some filipinos don't 
Well, see, that's the thing with the Philippines is that it's like so culturally diverse, even within like it the really country. Is. Yeah. So like things that they do in Mindanao or like Cebu, like I've never heard of like yes. up in Baguio. So yes. yeah, that was, that's really interesting. Yeah. I don't even think, well, I don't know. Most of our culture is like very like, like spiritual. And so, yeah. yeah so I don't know if like we, I don't know. Do we do like, do you have like beauty? Um, like. Mulungai. We don't have Mulungai in Baguio because it's cold. So we have like different crops really. We don't have like different vegetables because of the weather, the the climate. So Asia's mom just said that they just in case you guys didn't hear because she's a little further away from the mics, um, that they do a lot of bathing in leaves, in guava leaves. And I asked about mulungai because that's something that is was used by my family so much. And they're from Abulug, like the northern, northernmost farthest north tip of the Philippines and they did a lot of like steaming of those leaves they put it in like dinola like our chicken soup mm. and then they also put it on the skin you know so but guava leaves yes amazing okay your favorite beauty tip my favorite beauty tip is to wear SPF, y'all yes it doesn't matter what skin color you are you gotta okay. wear SPF so I had a an entire episode dedicated to um, just sunscreen and talking about sunscreen. I think it's very difficult to find a sunscreen that's aesthetically pleasing, but mm-hmm. also has full broad spectrum coverage like zinc oxide. So what sunscreen do you like? I really like the um, the Supergoop 100% matte screen. That one has zinc oxide in it, but it's tinted. Mm-hmm. So it... Like, Amazing. It, yeah, it blends in with my skin tone. Also, I have very oily skin, so it like makes my skin matte. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you guys heard it. Super goop. Super goop. Okay, so we have a little segment called Beauty Bits. And we are going... It doesn't even still. I just like doing that. Beauty Bits. And we are going to like rapid fire you a few questions. And then just off the top of your head, you let me know the answers. And then we'll see what happens. Okay, so really quickly. I asked about your strangest beauty tip, but favorite inclusive beauty brand? Oh, um, Fenty. Of course. Duh. Have you tried Uoma also? No, what is that? I feel like I've spoken about them so many times. I'm just a huge fan. So um, Allie Grant, who is the founder of Be Social PR Group, here she's located here in the row. She held this series and it was a panel and it was meant for like women entrepreneurs and all of that, um, asking a bunch of women who are in successful businesses already. I was one of the panelists about anything in business and to just get insider information on like how to get started, how do we talk about funding, what are the loans that you need, like what's the path to this, like what are some of the pitfalls you'll fall into, and like just how to navigate around all of that. And on the panel with me was the creator of Uoma Beauty, it's spelled U-O-M-A, we should probably get her on soon, and her name is Sharon, and she is this amazing spitfire African woman who is just like killing it in the game of aesthetics every lip color goes on it matches you if you're darker skin it matches you beautifully so you know how you go to like a 
to like Sephora and you're trying on a nude, but it's not the nude (laughs) that's meant for you. It's for somebody else. It's like every color that she has sent me to like sample matches beautifully and it's just it's one of those things and it's she's a a newer brand and i think she's sold in ulta right now but it's it's amazing i love fenty so much i think you'll also love that okay yeah i'll have to check them out worst beauty tip you've ever received oh my gosh um using lemon juice on your face oh my god i've heard of this too yeah who gave this to you it's just all over the internet it is all you know that's the thing about some of the like natural the things you can do at home you know like natural even natural things can be harmful for you yeah like just because it's natural doesn't mean that's good for you absolutely (laughs) can you okay here we go best filipino mom impersonation um what go back and change inside Go back and change. Go, go back and change. Is she, she like disapproving of your outfit? She always she always makes comments about I feel like this is such a Filipino thing. Such a Filipino mom thing to do. It's just like just give comments about things that you didn't ask for. Oh yeah. You yeah. know, like she'll make comments about my makeup and I'm like, well thanks, but I didn't ask for mm-hmm. that. Or like I'll wear something, you know, just living my life and she's like, Well, don't you think you should wear different shoes? And I'm like no, but yeah. thanks like we're for committed. telling me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. my mom will tell me. She saw me on a um, like a TV segment, and she goes, Anak, don't you have more clothes than that? You always wear that dress. <laughs> and I was like, clearly it's already been filmed, Mom. Like, there's nothing I can do about it. But she's always, it's so funny because she empowers me the most, but also she'll say, she's the only person she'll say things, and I'm like, oh, dagger to my soul. <laughs> And it's like totally the Filipino way, right? Like, yeah. Oh, you're. I remember my um, aunties and uncles like around holidays when I would come back from like college and like you know whatever. It's like everyone sees each other at a family party. Oh, you're extra healthy this season, huh? Because I got like thicker over like you know what I mean. So interesting. It's always so passive aggressive. Like the way they say it isn't exactly how they want it to sound. Right. But it's yeah. like yeah. Don't don't you think that you should change your shoes? It's like or, guilting like, you into yeah. having their way. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's the most like roundabout. It's like a compliment also, but not a compliment. Yeah. It's so interesting. Okay, so who is your celebrity crush? Okay, every time I say this, people are always like, what? But I love Dev Patel. Who? <laughs> tell me, tell me, what is he in? He was it. well, people, most people know him from Slumdog Millionaire. Oh, yes. But he yes. doesn't he, look like that anymore. No, okay? he's so handsome. I fully agree. He was in um, the movie recently, um, Hotel Mumbai. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw that on a plane. He's very tall, so. He's so handsome. But yeah, I love him. Is there a number two? Jason Momoa. Ooh, Zuddy. Yes, I agree. Uh-huh. Have you ever have you ever slipped in anyone's DMs and been like, "Hey, boy, sup?" No, because because um, that's what the youth sounds like these days. I'm yeah, you know, 30. for me, um, that's just not really part of the program. Oh, good so, for you. Um, You're yeah. being courted. Exactly. Amazing. <laughs> okay, red lips when you go out or natural clear lip gloss? Red. I love a red lip. I, when I saw you at the Uprisers photo shoot, you were wearing a red lip, and I was like. Sh- this red against her skin pops so much. Um, I, I think that red looks really good on... Was it a blue undertone? Yeah. So good. My favorite. Okay, we are going to do the self-care club. 
moment. So tell me something. <laughs> She's like, what, <laughs> like, what is that? <laughs> for the, for, we just go over um, with every guest what you've been doing in the past week to really just take care of yourself and make sure that you have like a moment or a ritual that you do consistently to just make sure that you are taking care of you. What do you feel like that's been for you recently? That is so interesting that you're bringing this up because this past week I've been prioritizing self-care yeah. more than... Um, I have been like this past month because I was so busy in the month of October. Mm -hmm. I like really didn't prioritize Mm -hmm. it, but um, I made sure to meditate every morning. I noticed that when I do that, my anxiety really just calms down. Um, And also I I, I like to take Friday as like my self-care day. So like no matter what, Friday is always my self-care day. So um, today I'm getting my nails done. Like, you know, I'm going to get a massage. So like, you know, just taking time to really prioritize yourself because you know when you're stressed out you know my muscles tense so I want to get a massage or you know um I feel better because the um the nail salon that I go to it's called Namaste in Studio City and it's black it's a black owned business and um can you say it one more time for everyone yeah it's called Namaste in Studio City um it's a black owned business and they really prioritize like that self-care wellness kind of aspect of you know going to a nail salon mm-hmm. so no one is like talking in the back um mm. there it's a no cell phone zone they give Ooh, you like I love that. yeah they give you like these bose headphones um and then you can do like a guided meditation it's like really awesome and That's so genius yeah so i like going there to kind of like decompress and perfect yeah okay so before you go i want you guys to just look this woman up and look up all of her projects where can people find you you can find me on youtube by searching asia jackson or you can find me on instagram and twitter at a asian so like perfect asian with two a's at the beginning asian with two a's yes well thank you so much for joining us i love that you were able to spend time with us out of your super busy schedule I want to also say thank you to Uprisers and Michelle Hanabusa for doing the most amazing collaboration with Asia. Um, I'm so excited for your career and where it's going to go. And I'm going to check in on you and see what happens when you bloom when you're 28 because you are going to take over the world. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me. And also thank you so much for creating such a wonderful, inclusive company. I feel like that like it's it's something that a lot of people needed. And I feel like you really filled the void. It's my pleasure, babe. Okay, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Love you. Bye. Bye.